What's up, everyone? This is C Park, and you're now listening to Electronic Current. It's Paper Skies, and you're listening to Electronic Current. Hey, it's Eamon, you're listening to Electronic Current. Hey, this is Respawn, and you're listening to Electronic Current. Yo, it's your boy, Jor, and you're listening to Electronic Current. Current. Hello, and welcome to the third edition of the Electronic Current Guest Mix. I'm your host, the famous DJ Aya. Joining us today is Oshawa's very own, Tel Averill. He's a very talented alternative electronic DJ who also works behind the scenes with Dead Royalty. He's got an atmospheric mix of breakbeats for us today. Evan, welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be here. Glad to be doing this. What got you into electronic music and DJing? I'd say around the time I was like 12 or 13 is probably when I became like more of a active music listener in general. That was like probably just when I started finding like a lot of the dubstep coming out of like the Call of Duty montages and everything like that. Like Zed's Dead's Eyes on Fire, Flux Pavilion, I Can't Stop, Sierra Leone by Mount Eden, Sunlight by Mode Step, just like songs like that. Like my first introductions to electronic music, obviously Skrillex around that time too. But generally felt like that was like the first thing where I kind of discovered something new on my own. I feel like not long after that, though, I kind of fell off a lot of the electronic music and I kind of went back down an indie, more like singer-songwriter route, like, you know, Bonnie Vare, City in Colors, stuff like that. Eventually, by the time I went back in high school with Vine and everything, a lot of like Big Room and Trap was blowing up on that app. So I found like a lot of really good music that way. I had like a friend that I would share it with. That's where I kind of started having the interest in like actually going to festivals and stuff. I didn't really know that those were like real things that I could go to and like hear electronic music. So... Around the time I turned like 16, that's when I started getting really interested in actually like going to the shows and hearing the stuff played out. I think my first festival was Play Music Festival 2014. And after that, I just kind of like got obsessed with the whole genre entirely. I started like obsessing over different artists who made what. I think around that time, it was probably like Hardwell, Carnage and stuff like that that I was really getting into. And then further on, just kind of like continued to be obsessed with electronic music. I was probably like only listening to electronic music for the rest of like high school. And by the time I turned like 17, I think that's when I really started like DJing. I was just making like mashups on my phone in class on like this little app that I had called DJ. I'm familiar with DJ. Yeah, I think like when I first had it, it was when you could use it with literally just like the free SoundCloud and you could link it up with your likes and all that stuff. And now I think you have to have SoundCloud Go. But, you know, I just kind of got like really into that. I would just make mashups in class. I think still like my most listened to things ever were like these just, like little mashups I made on my phone in high school. Um, and they're just still on SoundCloud under like my name, Evan Young. But I just continued going on with that. I eventually got like my own little controller, played a couple like backyard parties to some pretty uninterested crowds, but it was a good time nonetheless. Had a pretty supportive friend group there no matter what. And yeah, I feel like I kind of fell off a lot of that. Didn't really like DJ much after high school. I felt like my time was up. I felt like I was too late to like start producing or anything like that. Took a good few years off. I went to school for music business. And there I met a lot of people that brought me back into the passion and it convinced me to just start doing DJing and production just as like a hobby. Definitely a good decision on my part. I feel like I enjoy doing it just as like a little side thing now. I still look to work in music no matter what I'm doing. And I feel like I'm always going to be doing it no matter what. What's your involvement with Dead Royalty like? Yeah, so I, like I just said, I was in school for music business. So like my third year, I had to get like a field placement. So I... Try to get with Dead Royalty through a couple mutual friends. Andre, that's played some of the Electronic Current Festivals, kind of helped me out there too. Same with Amy. Andre edits this podcast. Nice, yeah, so he'll, he'll hear that. Yeah. Yeah, him and Eamon kind of helped me out, just kind of make the contact. I'd been going to their events since they essentially started, and they kind of came out like right when I turned 19. So it was like the only real like club events that I could start actually going to. That's like kind of when um, I started noticing a lot of that stuff before then, maybe like Safe and Sound at Sound Academy. But like going to like the Dead Royalty events kind of made this thing seem like a lot more attainable, I guess. 
Right now, I just do social media, artist relations, hospitality type of stuff. Outside of that, I do like a bit of artist management, just kind of separate from Dead Royalty. I'm working with this artist, uh, Ben Orr, right now. He makes like insane IDM breaks, new rave type stuff. And uh, really excited to see where that goes. But yeah. How did you come up with the name Tell April? I think it was probably like April 2021. Around that time, I always like look forward to the spring, like especially like being in school. I was like around the time when I would finish all my semesters. It's kind of like just a time that was a lot brighter, not just because it was spring or whatever, but a lot of the stress was kind of lifted off me from school. So I felt a lot more creatively free. I could do a lot more things. I didn't have like the stress of school kind of weighing down on me. So I found myself looking forward to that time of year. And I feel like around that time, like April 2021, I was just looking to make like a separate alias because a lot of my close personal friends found out about me DJing again under Evan Old because I did like a little online festival through school and everything. So I felt like a little bit self-conscious about all like my close personal friends knowing about that stuff. And I wanted to have like a little side alias to post under. And yeah, I just kind of came up with until April because of the fact that I really look forward to April every year. It's my birthday too. I think it might have something to do with like, you know, the whole seasonal depression type of thing. But generally, I just really enjoyed that time of year. And I wanted something to kind of post and not have a lot of the people that I knew in my personal life seeing it. I made a remix of Porter Robinson's Dull Scythe like the day after Nurture came out. And I wanted to post that up. I wanted to catch like, you know, the Nurture hype just to kind of get it out there. I made the account, posted it up. Eventually, kind of been only focusing on Till Avril and wasn't posting anything to Evan Old anymore. And I just said, like, I need to stop being so worried about the people in my personal life knowing about what I'm doing and just kind of like do it anyway. So I just kind of made it my only alias. I got rid of the whole Evan Old name and just kind of fully committed to Till Avril. So obviously you've been more focused on the alternative side of electronic music in terms of your DJing, but also knowing that you're a big mainstream dubstep fan, or at least you were back in the day, and that you work with Dead Royalty, who, you know, throws shows with like Aptic and Midnight Tea and all these like huge dubstep people. What do you think those two worlds sort of have in common? Or what do you think they could learn from each other? Yeah, I feel like I still really am really into a lot of like dubstep. I'm still very much like in tune with, I guess, what's coming out. I still like a lot of the newer sounds that are coming up. And I still listen to a lot of the stuff I listened to back in like 2016, 2017, when I was listening to it a lot more like heavily. Once I kind of figured out what I liked about electronic music, it just kind of like opened up a lot more for me. I think around 2017 with like virtual self, I just kind of like opened up a lot of other genres to me that like I was aware of, but wasn't necessarily paying attention to because I was like religiously on dubstep. I was definitely like into drum and bass and stuff like that, but I wouldn't have been able to identify like a lot of obscure styles of drum and bass or like UK garage before that. I think the main thing I found was just like, I started like realizing that I enjoyed a lot of break beats and that's very much used across of all like different styles of electronic music worked my way down the rabbit hole and like ended up where I am where I'm at now and I still kind of listen to everything that I had fallen onto during those points but um if you could talk about anything like that the genres could learn from each other I feel like a lot of dubstep sets are like very focused on just continuous hype very quick transitions yeah quick transitions and like constantly trying to just like have like drop after drop you know what I mean so I feel like there could be something to be learned from other styles of electronic music where it's more built around song selection and letting a song play out, you know, like let the second drop play if you really love the song rather than feeling like you need to mix into a drop every time that you bring something in or like double drop something. Not that there's anything wrong with that because even in my mixes now, I do a lot of like doubles with the styles that I'm DJing. But I find myself trying to break away from that because I'm so influenced by the dubstep scene. From my perspective, a lot of dubstep right now is very rooted in like showboating right like you have these djs who have like a set of doubles that they want to just do one after another and then they go into a quad but they do it like so fast and it's like an arms race you know 
When I was DJing like house music at parties centered around house music, if I switched up a song too fast, I would notice the energy in the room drop, especially if people were feeling it. And so when I came into dubstep after having done that for so long, it was something that I had to take with me from house music. Like, okay, sometimes you can just leave a song playing and people are still going to enjoy that because they were feeling it. There's like a Diddy quote about that too, where like DJs are afraid to play out a song for more than four minutes. And I think that's definitely true. I catch myself doing it all the time, like where I feel like, oh man, like I, I just want to let the song play. I really love the song. I want to play with the second drop, but I'm like worried that people will think that I'm just kind of standing around not doing anything. I don't want, I guess, the art of DJing to be lost within all that because it's generally like song selection and just like playing out songs that you think the crowd would love. It's not always about like constantly being busy or the whole pressure of like playing out your own tunes and everything. Like sometimes it's just good to play out the songs you love and keep some of that stuff separate, I guess. A really great live DJ set to me is relationship that the DJ builds with the audience over time, right? It's sort of trust gained and then the reward that you get from that when you have a crowd that trusts you to play the right song, right? I've seen some DJs do that very well. And then I've also seen, you know, drop after drop. And I've, I've seen drop after drop done well too. I saw Matt Doe. Have you heard of Matt Doe? Yeah. I, I saw Matt Doe play at this dinky little bar in Ottawa, and he was mixing very much drop to drop, but like he maintained the energy so well and didn't feel like I was being rushed. Like I felt like the pacing that he was using was very organic, and I liked it because of that. So there's definitely some merit to the dubstep, I go fast mentality. Yeah, definitely. even though I say that my favorite ever dubstep set was like Midnight Tyrannosaurus. He did like a New Year's set in Montreal and it was going into 2017. It was at this like bingo hall in Montreal. The event the venue was announced like the last day. It was one of the big tooth New Year's ones, but um, he's constantly like drop after drop. Like the, the energy in like a Midnight Tea set is absolutely insane and it's still like my favorite dubstep sets I've ever seen were from him. So to say like that I don't like that style is not necessarily true at all. I just like to see maybe some other DJs try to switch up and take inspiration from other styles. I feel like I try to take a lot of inspiration from dubstep and that kind of mixing in what I do. So yeah, I'd like to see DJs just try random things all the time. Just break the mold. I'm very excited to have you on, Evan, because I've always wanted Electronic Current to sort of branch out into some non-dubstep stuff. And this is like our first foray into that. So I really appreciate having you come on and do your mix. And I think with that said, there's nothing left to do but to get rid of it. So uh, take it away. Take it away. Take it away. Hey, it's Tilly Real, and you're listening to Electronic Current.
Yeah.